let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You're a new DM who wants to jump behind the screen. Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group, but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts, and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there. And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Confidently read these narratives aloud in your campaign and impress noob and veteran gamer alike. And the best thing about it is, the library of narratives is constantly growing, and it's affordable. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash dmd. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Part 3. Twa. I like to discuss a fetish I have. A feats fetish. I thought we were talking about Wonders of the Multiverse. Well, they have feats description here, so. Ah. Uh, I put my glasses on. Scott's face was like. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, man, I, put, I put my glasses on. This says something completely yeah. different. All right. Now, ne- now never I'm mind. self-conscious. I wore flip-flops. I, I like it. It was you... getting ready to hide his big toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of hard. They're like, yeah, it's hard to find shoes, and they're like, what size are you? Sasquatch. <laughs> do you have anything that would fit a Sasquatch? A Sasquatch. Well, we do have the, the ladies' Yeti line. <laughs> That's what I go with. Or snowshoes. Or snowshoes. All year yeah. round. Yeah, yeah. All right, now that I read this a little better. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the awkward moment is over. The, <laughs> the look on your face is great. And sorry, the Dungeon Masters Dojo does sound like a, I don't know the initials for it, but the leather and zipper BDSM. mask thing. BDSM. Um, podcast, but it is not. We're it is an not. instructional uh, Dungeons & Dragons podcast with... Some actual play. Speaking of actual play, let's we're we're doing it. We are. Well, well, we've done it. We've already yeah, we've already done a whole bunch um, of it. It's so, only just now making the airwaves. Yeah, it's still pretty brand new. We do it every other week, the first and third um, correct week of the month. And but tell us on our Facebook page if you like it and. What you would want to see if we were to do another actual play. Yeah, because the one we're doing, we have already completely recorded. Yeah, this is our and it's first tw- it's one. It's 20-ish. 19, yeah, 20, 19, 20. Yeah, thereabouts. So. You know, little, little bonus material here and there, too. But, we're, yeah, so it's, it's going to be out there for a little while. But, yeah, we're, we're contemplating doing another we were just, go of it. We were just dipping our feet 
Yes, we're water. dipping our feet in the water. Uh, to see how we would do. See, you see that? I enjoyed how I it. Clever, cleverly I, I, I did enjoyed that. I got scared because you were talking about feet. Yeah, Louis stunned. At how clever I was with this one. Just you don't get it, it that often. So. I, you know what? You got to. <laughs> yeah, I was, it su- surprised him. Uh, so tell us how we're doing. It is our first one that we've done like and recorded and, and you know, edited. We took on another editor. We had to. Yep. We Yeah, we had to. And uh, Frank Wieden uh, is our editor. He's Swiss. Skillful. A skillful He's like makes he makes he makes me sound like I'm competent, which is which is huge. I mean, it's a massive undertaking. Sometimes it is massive. He, yes. he makes me sound socially acceptable. I he's a wizard, a sorcerer, if you will. He is. Uh, to quote Charlie Sheen, a fucking warlock. Um, <laughs> so thank you, Frank Wieden from Sweden. Um, he, now nah, I think he's from Northampton, Massachusetts. But uh, it, it does sound more exotic. It sounds like, more exotic. Like we way. went, we went, we wanted you guys to enjoy yes. it so much. We went international when <laughs> seeking our editor, um, which we did. And we're like, we could pay you absolutely nothing. And uh, every surprisingly, everybody turned us down. We'll be for, your friends. Yeah, except for Frank Wieden, who's, who said, um, you guys sound like shit, and I can fix that. So we're like, thank you, Frank. And I'm already your friend. So. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> Probably more out of pity. pity. Than yeah. shit, he he's, he's a pity editor. Yeah. Uh, but he's done a phenomenal job. Yep. Uh, and uh, he's added some super sound effects. And we hope to sound almost as good as these these other other guys that we admire. So reach out to us on Facebook. Tell us what you what you think we're missing from our actual play podcast. Uh, give us some constructive criticism on what we could do to improve when we do it again, or what you like, what you want to keep yeah, seeing. Tell us, you know, tell hearing, us what you I like. Say. Yeah, yep. hey, but keep in mind, this is homebrew, so things are a little different. Yep, it yep. is. Yeah. It's it's a little different. It's the homebrew world that we've been talking about. We've been playing in for the past 13, 14 years. Um, it's every time we play, it develops more and more. So we are we're having a good time with it. It was really yeah. neat. It, it was, was fun time. to do. And it was nice to get together and we in just, person. And we just need you to tell us whether it was worth our while. Yeah. Yes. Not that it'll so. stop us from doing it. It just might stop us from recording it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely won't stop us from doing it. No. That's no. good potential to stop us from recording it. <laughs> should Should we talk about feats? Let's talk about, let's well, talk about feats. Let's talk about game feats. Game feats. Game feats, F-E-A-T-S, not F-E-E-T-S. Um, sorry, Bill. <laughs> that's a totally different document. That's, that's a fetish. That's Yeah. Um, not to be confused with the type of fetish a shaman would use. This is totally different. This is... Well, it could be the same as fetish. Deep Reddit stuff. <laughs> now I'm um, confused. <laughs> yeah, I don't... And- and His slightly. fetish could actually be feats. <clears throat> could be. Uh, yes, I you know, nothing turns me on more than the um sentinel feet or whatever have you. Um, <laughs> All right, let's get into it, shall we? Yes. All right, we we once again are talking about the multiverse. So and these are in particular um coming off the UA Wonders of the uh, Multiverse. We've already discussed some of the, 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 the new class, the new race, several of the backgrounds. So now we're getting into the feet. 
There's a lot of them. Uh, I think I think I counted them really quick. I think there's 24. 20, yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a butt ton of them. And we're not going to do all 24. No, though, no. Some we? of them yeah, are some of them are kind of like self explanatory. A brief highlight on some of them. Yeah, yeah. And an overview on a few. Yeah, I think that I think that's reasonable. Um, Don't go by the the, the chart because that's feats by level. Yeah. And then they list the feats in alphabetical order, which can be a little confusing to start off with unless you actually read it. Yeah, let's pick out some that we think are 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 cool. One jumps right out. Go for it. Cart Cartomancer. I knew you were gonna jump on that one. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it caught my eye too. It was it it's it's very much like the X-Man Gambit. When I'm looking at like building a character, honestly I could give a shit less about uh you know, power builds and stuff. I want, of course I want my character to be effective, but we don't play those kind of games. We do not. We're pretty like rules, light role play heavy. It's all about the thematics. Right. And so I'm looking at, I'm looking at building a theme around my character, not necessarily making, you know, giving him the highest hit points possible making him unstoppable or, you know, overly tanky. Sure. I like to be effective in the game. Everybody does, but right. I'm looking at themes and that's what, kind of attracted me to cardomancer right off the bat is that you can bring more i think to like your sorcerer warlock or wizard you step right outside of those those kind of tropes you know the the gandalf type of type of thing where it's like okay my my wizard or sorcerer or whatever have you um i probably lean towards a sorcerer on this one i agree is maybe not a gifted caster He's got a workaround, yeah. And the workaround is is the is the cards. Maybe he was a street urchin. He gambled uh, to kind of make some money. You know, started started playing cards and spending a lot of time with his with you know decks of cards in his hand and focusing uh, inherent magical energies on those cards to initially probably to cheat to make to make a buck, <laughs> um, and now has used them pretty much as their his spell casting. Um, focus. So with this uh, feat, you've learned to channel your magic through a deck of playing cards, granting you these benefits. I would probably have graduated from playing cards a long time ago and something more, more fancy like tarot cards, tarot. I would certainly want maybe a calling card, you know, something with my symbol on it in there, but you use these cards as your spell casting focus. And uh, when you use the deck as a focus to cast a spell that deals damage, you roll a d4. You gain a bonus to one damage roll of the spell equal to the number rolled. Pretty cool. This uh, bonus applies to one creature of your choice that you can see damaged by the spell. You can use this benefit a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses of it after you finish a long rest. Pretty standard stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, card tricks, you can learn to press the digitation cantrip and can use it to create illusions that duplicate the effects of stage magic. When you use pressed digitation in this way, you can conceal the verbal and somatic components of the spell as mundane conversation and card handling. So I think that works out pretty well as like a swindler type sorcerer character. Okay. You know, maybe you're, um, Maybe you'd do a little bit of side work as a David Copperfield type of guy. You know, I'll make your mug of ale or something, you know, disappear or something dance or whatever have you. But you're still, you know, the character I'm building, kind of that that um, kind of guy that has been something of a charlatan, you know. Um, he makes his money by 
kind of swindling and, and being shysty and being creative and being clever and being charming. I'd go a different direction than wizard. Of course you would. Um, sorcerer. That's what I'm. Sorcerer. When you finish a long rest, you can choose one spell you know and imbue it into a card. And that spell must have a casting time of one action. That I think is really cool. Yep. And its level must be less than or equal to your proficiency bonus. That would be like my calling card would be the one that's holding that spell. Yeah. The one with my symbol on it. And while the card is imbued with the spell, you can use your bonus action to flourish the card and cast the spell within. The card then immediately loses its magic. Pretty pretty neat. I, li- I like that one a lot. What about a bard? I think a bard would be excellent for this for this um, uh, feat. It's almost a natural. Because you're already up there on the stage, and yep. then you blend this along with music, and, and you know the card, You pull out a card, and especially with the press digitation and the illusions, each card you know may have a, a symbol that all of a sudden comes to life and expands and shows the story you know in, in animated form as you're speaking or, or singing the song. And then you just pull out another card, and you know the cards are obviously are going to be in an order. But even still, it's just just through your your stage magic, and then within there are your cards that are and going to offer you your offense and defense as well, and your calling yeah. card. But yeah, this this screams bard to me. A, a bard would be like the perfect stage mu- uh, magician, you know, kind of like uh, now you see me, now you don't, or mm-hmm. David Copperfield. And you already Chris have Angel the, as yeah. as a. A model for that would be, oh, yeah, would yeah. be like killer. So that that's why I, I, I sorcerer I think would work very very well. But the first thing that jumped out at me was a, a bard on this one. What do you like? Um, well, I know uh, Lou's going to go with cohort of chaos, but that's <laughs> that's the feat that he already has. <laughs> I'll just be improving on it. Now I mentioned in the last episode that I really like the rune carver. So the rune carver adept. To me, you know, you have your battle runes, your healing runes, your your runic winds. So again, that's that's one of the ones that I seem to like. Your ability draws the power of the runes, uh, and it has grown. Increase the ability of the score of the spellcaster chosen when you gain the rune carver apprentice feat to one to a maximum of twenty. Uh, and whenever you cast a spell from the rune tables or a spell of a school of magic associated with the spell you marked on the object of from your rune carvers apprentice feet that's a long sentence yeah you can inv- uh, invoke runic powers granting you one of these benefits so if you take battle runes you choose the creature you can see within 30 feet of yourself until the end of the creature's next turn it has advantage on the attack rolls it makes Healing Ruins, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of yourself. The creature gains temporary hit points equal to your level. And Runic Winds, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you until the end of the creature's turn. Its movement doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity, and its walking speed is increased by 10 feet. So there's a nice way to help your group as a support character. Yeah, so what, is, what, is it, what does it look like on the table? What, what would your guy look like? Your gal or whoever. I, I could see this where I would I would instead of just stones, I could go with the um the trinkets or little figurines on this one. And that's what I would be carving my runes on. So if it's a battle rune and you want to make sure they get advantage, I would have maybe uh, a little figurine of a of a warrior in armor. And that would be the one that would allow him to have advantage on its attacks. Uh with the healing runes, maybe even if it's just the the serpent and the and the scepter, or 
I'd I, have to figure out what I'd wear, where I'd want to go, depending on the different spells that are going out, because this is going to be attuned to spells. I think chess pieces would be chess the pieces ulti- would work Ornate, really. Yeah, you yeah. know chess pieces. Those would work really well. Like um, uh, what is it? Scrimshaw is that what you Scrimshaw, carved into yeah. whalebone yep. or ivory? Just really ornate chess pieces. You know, with a bishop. Yep. Uh, for healing, uh, you know, battle runes. The knight, of course, is a natural choice. Yep. Um, and runic wins. I, I don't know. Go with the the queen. The queen, because the queen can go anywhere. Yep. So yeah, I, I, that's where I would go with that one. I listen. I've always enjoyed the rune carver adept. I know I mentioned in the previous episode that somewhere's early on in the first edition or early second edition, there was rune something I think tied in with the dwarves. Uh, we, we've been researching and we haven't found it as of yet. It might be just something that I created, which I used to do a lot of. This might just be the embodiment of something that I've created myself for my table, you know, 40 years ago. So, but so to me, it looks very, very, very familiar. Yeah, it's really one of those things, though, that's that's been conspicuously absent from, from D&D, along with like, you know, like an alchemy type of skill set or background or feeder right. or something like that. You know, runes and alchemy, nothing screams fantasy and magic more than alchemy and runes. And that's something Agreed. that's been absent from from the game. Um, until or, now. Until now. Well, partially. And, yeah. and that's one of the things that I, I, I kind of like about this this UA is that it is, um, it's bringing a couple of those things in that I think were like really, really absent. Agreed. Agreed. What about you, Lou? Yeah, what do you got? I kind of like the planar wanderer. The planar wanderer. Yeah. Huh. One for the, when we were talking about the the gate warden, you yep. know, when I was talking about the Heimdall-esque character, but yep. then I also thought for a horizon walker ranger. Um, because the planar wanderer, uh, yes, while it does have a prerequisite of the scion of outer plains frost, you can draw on the forces of the multiverse, survive cosmic extremes, and traverse infinite realms. You gain... Uh, three benefits. You gain planar ab- adaptation, portal cracker, and portal sense. Uh, planar adaptation is uh, when you finish a long rest, you gain resistance to either acid, cold, or fire damage, your choice, until you finish a long rest. Portal cracker is your experience with portals allows you to operate them without the proper portal key. You know, as a horizon walker, that's pretty pretty good. And as a gate warder, warden as well. True. I, um, think, I think you're right, though. Horizon walker would be like, a perfect theme. Yeah. 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 So then portal senses, you know, you can, you know, the, the direction of the last plane or portal you use while, while you and the portal are on the same plane of uh, existence. You know, you always know where that portal is that you, that it, take it's in. like a uh, portal direction sense. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I think the, that um, feet would be the best. That character would be really, really fun. And I don't know if I would do it. I would probably do it differently, but I don't know that it would be as well suited as the Horizon Walker is. But I can certainly see this Horizon Walker Ranger as as someone who didn't set out to be a Horizon Walker Ranger and certainly someone that was not formally trained in, in any of this, you know, uh, planar wanderer type stuff, but someone who got lost and is pretty much been spending the last several years wandering through the multiverse doing, you know, whatever he needs to do to kind of survive and find his way back home. But along the way, he'll find adventures and, and has kind of made a name for himself 
And now even more, I want to, I want to run a game with, with like a, well, I was thinking about taking this background and, um, fitting on one of my other characters that I played in the past, uh, grabbing the gunslinger. I think this would kind of fit him because he is kind of lost. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this will, at least he can get some, um, sense of, uh, direction, uh, not just for himself, but for his party. Um, I think it'd be a good, good, good kind of fit. Little reskin going. Yeah, on. a little reskinning. Yeah, because he is a homebrew character. True. Oh, Scott's got that look. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going back Ooh. in February 2024 yep. to our week long in Maine campaign. Um, in Maine for now, maybe somewhere else. But yep. Bill's working hard on yeah on finding us a new home. Um, but. And I know Corex mentioned wanting to wrap things up, yep. and I think I think that um, I think that's like a really good idea. It is, you know, I'm, I'm still formulating the ideas of how this would work because years would have to pass, so we can. Uh, yep. Usually, I don't multi-class normally, but this would have to be a dip into Horizon Walker, so we could get all these backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's sexy. Yeah, so I may have to call out of work tomorrow because I'll be burning the midnight oil tonight, <laughs> outlining. Uh, 2024's campaign. I think this works in. I think that's a really good idea. Thanks for the inspiration. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, you I wouldn't get, mind you can a, get inspiration from anywhere. That's right. I wouldn't mind a portal cracker with uh, a little bit of salami and a slice of cheddar on it. Just saying. Awkward silence. Uh, I was about to say, did you hear that? It's awkward silence. That's not awkward silence. <laughs> With laughter behind it. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. I mean, we, we picked the ones we liked. Um, I'm going to go through them real quick. Just Yes. All right. So yeah. you, you have Rune Carver Apprentice, uh, Skyan of the Elemental Air, Elemental Fire, Elemental uh, Earth, Elemental Water, Skyan of the Outer Plains, uh, Strike of the Giants, Agent of Order, Baleful Skyan, Cardamancer, Cohort of Chaos, Ember of the Fire Giant, Fury of the Frost Giant, Guile of the Cloud Giant, Keenness of the Stone Giant, Outland's Envoy, Planar Wanderer, Righteous Heritor, Runecarver Adept, Soul of the Storm Giant, and Vigor of the Hill Giant. Yeah, now keep in mind that the first five, the Scions or Scions, Scions. Um, yeah. uh, are all first level they are. Uh, and yeah. everything else is for a fourth level. Strike of the Giant is first as well. And so okay. is Rune Carver Apprentice. But everything yep. else is fourth. There's some pretty good feats here. And, and it's actually a pretty decent list. And it, it, it has a bit of a theme, but it does spread out where it should. There should be something to appeal to everyone. And, and if you notice the other theme now, that it looks like they're, like we said in one of our other episodes, yep. they're starting to bring prereqs. To get some of these other things. Yeah, they do. And it does say right in the very beginning, uh, the feats are represented in alphabetical order. If a feat has a prerequisite, you must meet the prerequisite to gain the feat. And that's, there was a few of those in the original, right? In the player's handbook. And so the prereqs, I like the prereqs. Um, there was don't, always but I, prereqs in the game, which I was. thought made a lot of sense. Yep. You, know? yep. you can't be this great and powerful, this thing, unless you've had a stepping stone. It makes sense, right? And uh, you know, one of the one of the old there was always prerequisites to be a fighter. There was yep. always prerequisites for every class, but then yep. there were there were prerequisites to continue earning levels. Yes, 
or earning spell levels because if you happen to have a wizard with a nine intelligence, you weren't going to be able to wrap your mind around these more complicated spells. Right. And 13 seemed to be the magical number for a lot of yep. those. And this is all earlier editions. Early editions. Yeah. yeah. Earlier edition. It was a lot clunkier, but there were some things back then that made more sense, just as there's some things now that certainly make them make much more much more sense. Right. Um and we we get a lot of spells in here too in this this UA. Too many to really go over, but you um you do get actually there's only six or seven, but <laughs> yeah, but that's but there's 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 that's a whole other. Uh, I still like one spell. Yeah, we know. Yeah, which one's that? My favorite, antagonize. Antagonize. Yeah, well, that's something that you are very good at normally. Yeah, it's not a spell; it's an innate ability. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's address the one thing that we're all wondering. Where is this going? I have a theory. I have a theory. Let's hear your theory. All right. I don't know if mine's the same as Lou's. I think it is. But from the look of everything that's, that they're coming here, I and I don't follow things like Lou does or Scott does on the forums and, and whatnot. I try to come in these things as the, I don't know, uh, the the blank slate the the blank slate who doesn't have uh, preconceived notions about all right this that and the other thing I read through this thing and the first thing that came out it screamed it screamed spelljammer that was my thought as well it's to me it screamed spelljammer it's like okay there's a lot of extra planar this and multiverse that and they've been pushing the planes they've been pushing the multiverse they're dealing with a lot of magic and now constructs are, are a big thing. Uh, just everything that I'm seeing is to me is screaming spelljammer. I have a different thought. I'm sure you do, and I think that I think that your spelljammer theory is is not without merit. It certainly does, and I think it opens it up for spelljammer, which is something that I really would like to see. Um, I enjoyed certain aspects of of spelljammer quite a bit, but. I also I also think that there is a, a potential for them opening up the door for Planescape. Agreed. Never gave that one a thought. Which which I I favored over Spelljammer, um, but not by much. I I like the idea of just traveling through gates and doorways to get to to different different locations in the multiverse, slightly different different worlds. Yeah, I don't because every time I go through a doorway, I forget why I went in there. Yeah, we're all getting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was Spelljammer because it was it uh, next month Spelljammer was released. Yep. Yeah, I I th- I think you know, and I appreciate. I got that. my box or set ordered to you. Yeah. Tonight, when I go home, <laughs> one for me, one for Bill. The usual. Pusher. <laughs> Listening keeps the show rolling along, right? <laughs> and the fact that I got to tell you, the fact I love box sets. I yeah the Stranger Things not so much, but I just I love that I love, wasn't a box set. It was it was a box that was that was a box, and the rest of it was just filled with disappointment. What I would like to do is when that box set comes out, this requires a little discipline, which I know is not our forte, but do not open it. But rather, we should do another Facebook Live. Do an unboxing. Uh, uh, do an unboxing. We can do that. We should do a Tic Tac, too, because now we have Tic Tac. Tic Tac. That's what I said. We have. <laughs> it's what? Tic 
TikTok. TikTok? Like like a clock. That's not TikTok. the one they show their boobs to one another and genitals in, right? There's one that the kids like send. No, that's a uh, Snapchat, I think. Snapchat. We don't have that. You don't want to see any of our stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> There ain't no jiggly bits here that no one wants to look at. That's all they are is jiggly bits. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, yeah. um, They move, but they don't move on their own. (laughs) And in unpredictable directions. Yep, environmental Uh, stimulus. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we'll have to. Yes, we'll do an unboxing. We'll we'll have to to do that up. How about that? Yeah, we'll we'll have to do the unboxing. I think that'll be fun. I had a good time doing... The uh, Facebook Live thing that we did when we um, we did the giveaway. So we would have yep. to set that for because as of right now, I believe uh, Spelljammers the sixteenth of August, which is a Tuesday. Yep. So we would have to set that for the twenty second on a Monday. Yeah. Is everybody available? I should be. I think I am. Yeah. You're you're the one that is you're during the summer usually the one that has the. Uh, the unusual schedules there, Mr. Lou. Yep. I couldn't remember if you were on vacation that week or I am not. It's a couple weeks after that. Okay. I will be I will be out of the country. So let's let's do that. Terrorizing foreigners. Let's do that. All right. Sounds good. Well, you would be the foreigner at that point in time. Not from my perspective. No, but in reality. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the foreigner. I play fantasy games. Yeah, I and, know. And, and I'm a crotchety old bastard. I I reject your 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 point of view and substitute my own. So we're gonna do it on August twenty uh, second. Twenty. Yep. And it'll be on Facebook Live and Tic Tac. Talk. Talk. Tic Tac. The Ticky Tacky. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a tricky one to. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that means I have to dig out the uh, the leaf blower and dust the lyceum. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to we'll have Spruce to take up. the yeah put the, up a couple pieces of uh, yeah, tapestry and yeah, and flags and stuff to take down the skeleton that's in the cage. We forgot about him. Well, I feel well, bad still. You ate him. I was hungry. Show up late with our pizza again. That's right. And you ate the. I pizza thought it was too. thirty minutes or less. That's what you get for you to devour him. It was. <laughs> When I'm hangry, I'm hangry. <laughs> and that's Unearth Arcana, Wonders of the Multiverse, Part 3. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day. <laughs>